1: Evan Lazar here, Patriots insider and host of the Patriots Beat podcast here on the CLNS Media Network. As always, our content is powered by our exclusive wagering partners, betonline.ag. Use the promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your welcome deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I'm Evan Lazar, joined as always by Alex Barth, and almost exactly one week from right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars will be on the clock and the NFL draft will officially begin next Thursday, one week away. It feels like at this point I have not covered a draft Alex, where there's less of a consensus of what's going to happen really at any point in the draft. And I think in a lot of cases, the lack of star power, the lack of quarterback star power in particular has, lessen the draft excitement a little bit right I don't know if there's really as much buzz about the draft this year as years past outside of our bubble but I love these types of drafts this is what for people like us this is what it's all about is you can have an opinion and you it's not necessarily controversial to have an opinion that's a little bit different from everybody else's because there isn't as much controversy with this draft or isn't as much group think with this draft. And I I don't think that that's just in the media, Uh, I think that's around the league and in league offices as well, that there isn't, it's a flavor draft. What's your cup of tea? What's your scheme? What are you looking to try to do? Uh, I, that that's a big question here going into this draft. It's going to be fun because there's going to be a lot of different moving parts at the top, I think.
0: And you know what? There's, for people who really get into the class, right, like us, where my spreadsheet's at, like, 220 players, something like that. Yeah. There's so many weird prospects, and I make—I mean that in the best way. I mean, like, Troy Anderson with, with his whole positional right. change background, right? A guy like Tariq Woolen. Uh, yeah. There's some real FCS D2 prospects in this class, whether it's Zion McCollum. Jason Poe is not a guy we've talked a lot about, but he's gotten some run. The two tackles, right, are not yeah. – well, one power five, one non-power five guy, one group of five guy, and then one FBS guy. It's like all these really interesting day three running backs that we we haven't seen them, but both kinds of backs, right? Um, there's, there's so many niche players in this draft. Like most years, everybody has maybe one or two guys where you talk about, well, outside of the top 100, who do you like? Because right. I get asked that question a lot. And I normally have one or two guys that I kind of fall back on. I'll normally have one on each side of the ball. I have a different answer to that question every week now. It is there are so many interesting, fascinating players late in this draft. You talk about the uncertainty at the top. I think late in the draft, it's so how deep can you really and this is more for us than the teams because they're doing the yeah. digging, obviously, but how deep can you really dig? Because there's you like you keep going. I think, wow, I' found this guy. I'm not going to top somebody who's more interesting than this one, right? I'm not yeah. going to get more interesting than Johnny Patression out of pit. And then I find Jared Bernhardt from Maryland, and I've written about these guys, mm-hmm. 985 thesportsubcom if you want to look into it, right?
1: Nice
0: like most years, most years, somebody brings up Jared Stern, right? Uh, most years, Bailey Zappi is like the niche prospect, right? Or Matt Ariza mm-hmm. is yeah. the niche prospect. We did that months ago. Right. Took care of those guys being like the hipster picks months ago. It's a lot of fun in that sense. I also think that
1: a big reason why that's happening is because of the COVID seasons and the fact that there's a lot of fifth and sixth-year seniors. There's a lot of guys that are much older. There's a lot of guys that held off on entering the NFL draft. So this is a very deep draft in terms of just sheer volume or numbers of players in the draft. So it's going to be really interesting to see the UDFA classes. Like I think this is a year where I would expect the Patriots to have quite a a lengthy list of UDFA signings. I I think it's going to be a big year for that across the league. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see how all this shakes out, but let's get into
0: it. We're going to pull up the, the old mock draft simulator here. Uh, Tonight we're settings we've been using. I, I turned this down in case we want to trade up again, we can look into it, but yes.
1: Yeah. For the most part, we're just winging it. We're going to see how the board falls and we're going to make some decisions from there. And like Alex said, we'll kind of go a little bit slower here
0: at the top to see who goes and see if we do want to make a call to trade up. Kayvon Thibodeau going number one, apparently it's September again. (laughs) I'm just going to let it go through the top 10. I don't think we're trading up beyond that. No. Jamison so, Williams in the top 10 let's go as he should be yeah so Jamison Williams and Garrett Wilson
1: two wide receivers all, already off the board I, so I think they're still here Stingley is still here I, I don't think Stingley gets by by Houston again at 13 they pick again at
0: 13 it doesn't so I think 13 is the highest the Patriots can realistically trade up these are both cornerback needy teams so let's see yeah. what happens here yeah And yeah, there he goes at 12. Okay. So if you're not getting them, I mean, the only other position we're trading up for is wide receiver and there's still a bunch of guys on the board. So I I think we let it run down a little bit. Yeah. I think that the conversation to me to trade
1: up, I I think it starts at 17 with the chargers. But again, we talked about, we talked about this last week. The chargers have very similar needs on their team. to what the Patriots have. So i don't know i just it's it's tough for me to envision the chargers trading out a 17 and giving the patriots chris Olave or giving the patriots jordan davis or something like that so when they could very much use a player like that on their own roster
0: i agree jordan davis i do they need i mean they got mike williams keenan allen do they need the receiver really or They've they been talking the extra a, there's 100K? a lot of buzz
1: about receivers there. I think the main reason being that stupid nerd and allen starting to get up there and age a little bit, right? So okay. maybe that's a piece
0: of it. I don't know. Yeah, so I always run this down to 17 because these Baltimore is not trading, they have too many needs. Yeah, the Eagles and in Saints chose those draft positions right. a couple weeks ago. So they yep. and, and we said this last week, but the, the way to trade up here would be the Eagles or Saints package their picks here, like the Saints package 16 to 19 or the Eagles package 15 and 18. They move up. And then the team that traded back there moves one of those picks. Like the way I see it on one of those teams moves up to seven. And then you maybe the Giants trade out and want a future at So, yeah, unfortunately, maybe that's the PFF. Look, added punters. That was great. <laughs> and they made it so you can trade players. That's also very good. The next yeah. one is that when you're doing these mocks, the computer trades with itself. I think that's tough. I don't, I'm not a computer programmer. Uh, 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 I'm yeah. guessing that's tricky, but that's the next level. All right, let's right. hear. All right, okay, so there goes McD- oh, McDuffie. Hi.
1: You're uh, on a, a little bit of a delay tonight for some reason, so oh, just weird. Okay. Be, be wary of that. Olave's um, um, still here. Okay. I think Olave probably goes with at 17 if we let the Chargers pick.
0: So this works on the trade chart. I don't know if you, can you see that?
1: Yeah, I can see it. I don't know. It just, it feels to me like the Patriots have too many, too many holes. I'm just not hundred percent sold that Bill Belichick's going to want to trade up for a wide receiver. I, I understand the optics of the league. Now, look, I've written about it. We've talked about it at nauseum. The league is changing. The wide receiver value is changing. Mac Groh came out last week and said they got to be aggressive. They have to be proactive about shopping for wide receivers. They can't just sit back and hope that one falls. In my mind, though, I, I think their approach to the first round is going to be similar to what it was last year, which was Mac fell in their laps. Right. Let's face it. Like, it's not that they, I'm not saying it was their fault or like they should be it shouldn't be looked at as a negative that that's what happened. but they were sitting there at 15 Mac Jones fell in their laps and they took Mac Jones. If Mac Jones had came off the board in the first 14 picks, then they probably trade out of that pick honestly, and and look to accumulate assets. I think this is a very similar approach where they'll sit at 21. If somebody they absolutely love is still on the board at 21, they make the pick. Otherwise they're trading back. I just don't know. I, I can't,
0: part with picks in this draft to trade up for it. I just can't. So we could also move back from 54 to add picks, but then that's basically my mock draft I'm publishing on Monday. So for <laughs> the sake of keeping that, like literally, yeah. that's where I got this trade from. Um, I I think when Matt Groh talked about, you know, teams around the league need to be aggressive, I'm reading between the lines there. He wants to be aggressive and go get a wide receiver. But for the sake of not spoiling my mock draft, which will be up Monday on 98.4.com. And night. look for it. We did this last week with Jordan Davis and he fell to 21. Yeah. So yeah. maybe we get a lobby. I
1: hear you. I mean, he, the way he talked about it, it certainly what, felt like that's the way the team is thinking. And I think we just got Chris Alave at 21. We got which Chris Alave, so. I've noticed on the mock draft simulator on PFF that this has been happening more and more. I don't do quite as many of these as other people do, or as maybe you do still, but I did a couple the other day when I was putting together my final mock draft for next week, and he's been falling to the 21. I, I don't know if they reprogrammed it or they repositioned their board or something like that, but this keeps happening. Are, are we, are we sure it's realistic? Like, are we sure that we're good with making this pick? And, you know, we, we do the old stare in the mirror and, and be able to respect your decisions, right? Uh, are, are we right.
0: sold that this is actually something that, that could realistically happen next week? So let's look at why it happened. So, I mean, I'm just going to start here because all these people are going top 21. So Malik Willis went. And I think there's a chance that happened. So here's why it happened. Karloftis, Booth, Zion Johnson. Those three players probably, like, I would guess Olave goes somewhere in this range. Yeah. I don't think
1: Booth is going in the top 20. I think his injuries and his lack of tape at Clemson, he only played 15 games at Clemson. I, I, I just don't, I, I agree with the sentiment that somebody has to fall. I just don't necessarily think it's going to be Chris Olave who somebody is right. I, I think that's, that's kind of where I'm at. The biggest thing with Andrew Booth it, to me is, is the injuries, right? And everything that you hear is that he's going to be somewhere in the 20s to maybe even the late first round. So right. to have him go this high is high.
0: So, yeah, I we did it last week with Davis. People are going to rip us, but that's the understanding, is that this is just the simulator essentially glitching, right? We could just reset yeah. this thing right now and try it again, and we won't get him. We could do it 10 times, we won't get him. Right. So... Well, so who would the other options be then? A lot of people saying Wyatt, I just based on what they did last year. I don't think he's the pick. They addressed a yeah. need, and I get they need to be better along the defensive line. But this is a really good defensive line class. They have other good players there. It's a luxury need. You talk about the immediate needs. Corner, yep, linebacker, yeah, guard, and we're going to call tackle immediate need because that's how they manage that position. Right. They always stay a year ahead at the position. Isaiah Wynn is in a contract year. Those are the immediate needs. Corner yeah. linebacker guard tackle. I don't think they're, they're using the 21st pick on a defensive tackle who is going to kind of be behind Christian Barmore. He's a good player. If they didn't draft Barmore last year, this would make a lot of sense. This is, Based on how Matt Groh operated last year, and we know we had a big say in it last year, and he's back, this doesn't seem like the pick. Devontae Wyatt is the pick they make in 2017, 18,
1: 19, yeah, where it, they it double does, up
0: on these guys and very rookies.
1: It does also feel like Wyatt, uh, at least recently, there's been some buzz that he might actually fall a little bit in this draft and, and won't be a surefire first-round guy. So I just pulled this up because I always th- find this interesting every year. Uh, Araf Hassan on The Athletic, he does a consensus board of his own where he takes, like, the 50 most prominent uh, NFL draft writers in the community yep. and puts this together at the end of the process. Not like an evolving board, but one board at the end of the process. He has Chris Olave at 19. So it's only two spots, right? Like, it's not – okay. It's not like we're talking about people are having, uh, you know, it's not Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams consensus right. right now is 11. So if we somehow magically had Jamison Williams fall on our lap. I think we'd have
0: to question that.
1: We right would, I now, would make
0: us pass on that. I respect Jamison Williams too much.
1: <laughs> right now, Chris Olave is at 19. So crazier things have happened for a guy to go from 19 to 21 on a board. Right? I mean – especially if you start to throw in maybe another
0: quarterback. I think Malik Willis went in this one, right? Malik Willis is the only quarterback that went.
1: Right, so maybe another quarterback sneaks into the top 20 or something like that. I, I feel like we you can get by with Alave lava here. Look, Justin Jefferson, a couple of years ago, I think is a really not necessarily playing style comp, but in terms of level of talent, I, I think he went twenty-one or twenty-two to Minnesota, right? He went twenty-one
0: because the pages are the twenty-second pick, Uh twenty-two. Yeah. the pages are the twenty-third pick,
1: right? So it, we're talking
0: about right in the same exact range uh, as, as Justin Jefferson here. I'm looking at this too. Last year, so so they have him what? Not uh, two two ahead of where we would take him. Yes. Mac Jones on the consensus board we used was 13 last year. There you Eight go. Two picks in the top 15 is a lot bigger. I, I might be okay with it. Weird yeah. things have happened. We've done this exercise a lot. It's ultimately to teach people, the players, people know the players. Yeah. I think I'm okay with it. All right. Although somebody it said is. Passing on a is the most Belichick move you could make. If you really yes. want to simulate what they would do. We, I think it's macro's board. I think macro has the keys more. Bill ultimately has final say. But I think Matt Groh has a lot more pull than than people realize. We have, and we have back last and week.
1: Yeah, we have texted back and forth a lot about how I will probably decide to maybe take a walk to the Tobin Bridge if uh, the Patriots pass on Chris Olave at twenty-one. Yeah, so I'm right there with all of you. I, I don't think you can
0: pass on a guy like this. And look if at that, there- Evan. This comment's meant for you. After missing on Justin Jefferson, we de- we deserve Olave to fall. I agree. All right. Let's 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 do it. it Chris Olave. We talked ourselves Um, into it. And then I'm going to let it run 54 because we're not going to trade up again. Uh, Probably not.
1: I want to take a second to shout out our friends at betonline.ag. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget, that baseball is back and the start of the Major League Baseball season is finally here. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So you no, don't think going to trade up again, right? The one guy that I've sort of gotten, it will take Chris Alave. That That's, okay, that's sure. who we're taking at 21.
0: When I look at corner, I got up into the first round. I'm going to go to the no, end. No, of the no. end.
1: When, when we look at corner, I, I do yep. think that you have to start maybe thinking about the drop-off at corner, right? Cause Kair Elam okay. goes there to Buffalo at 25. I think yep. Roger McCrary is a good player. I'm not sure if that necessarily checks the knee that they need. Really sticky guy in coverage. I think his size is probably going to limit him to playing mostly in the slot. The only yeah, the only guy that I feel like at outside corner that could come in, and we just took Chris Olave, so we took an offensive player, right? So now you're going to have to think, start thinking about defensive impact, somebody that can come in and play right away. The only other guy on this board that I feel comfortable with that outside corner as a day one impact guy is Kyler Gordon from Washington. I think that he's going to be in that 35 to 40 range. So it would take a little bit to trade up for him. No doubt about it. Right. You're going to have to give up some, right. some assets here to get back up from 54. But once we we did this last week, we drafted Martin Emerson in the second round. We both like Martin right. Emerson, but it's probably around earlier than we wanted to take him. It's certainly early for guys like Zion McCollum, Tariq Woolen. I think those developmental guys should be third-round picks. The drop-off there at corner is legitimate where you start to worry uh, about that. And I'd also say we could probably sit at 54 and get a linebacker, right? That if we right. sit there, then one of Troy Anderson, Quay Walker, uh, Leo Chennault, someone like that will probably be there at 54. So the question is: is, do we think that it's more immediate for them to get that linebacker because then we could just stay at 54 and pick or do we think that it's a a real true immediate need that they have to climb up to get a
0: corner the corner but let because i don't think the jaguars or lions are moving they need talent right bill's not trading with the jets so let's 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 bump through these three real quick because we're realistically not getting the guy here all right he's still here yes so this
1: is this is right where i think that we're so I think that trading up to 37 with Houston is really high. And I don't – I from Nick Casario – So we're at 36
0: right now. We're at the Giants at 36.
1: Yeah, I know, but I, I don't think he's trading with the Giants. Um, All right. 37 with Houston. Nick Casario spoke to the media today and said that – that didn't really give very many indications I would suggest that they're planning on moving back anytime in the draft. I think that they're looking – that day one impact players with, with their first three picks. So I don't think that the Texans dropping from 37 to 54 is in the realm of possibility
0: in Houston. I think it's okay. too far of a drop for them. All right. So we'll keep moving. And then we got the jets again. Yep. Interesting. Kenny it? Um, that's an, the jets aren't trading that pick. I, the first pick. Yeah. So they're and probably they, not trading back from their first pick. Uh, so now we're now teams when they're in this spot, they normally don't trade the first one. So we're going to go one more. Yeah, please take Sam Howell Seattle. Oh my Maybe gosh. Have, uh, the end. I don't
1: game. know. Kyler Gordon's not really a great fit in the Seattle 3 ske- I mean, he's I'm not he saying they have to
0: take Kyler Gordon. I just wouldn't draft. I don't think Sam yeah, Howell's just, a day two quarterback.
1: No, me neither. I'm just saying that I, that, that I don't think that I don't think that that's a spot that Kyler Gordon's necessarily
0: going to go that you're going to Oh, that, no, that's fine. Yeah. I'm just I'm just la- I Every Sam Howell, all the talent left UNC, and then Sam Howell was bad, and people try to act like those two things aren't related, and I find it hilarious. I watched, uh, I watched their running back
1: that's in the draft uh, what, Chandler, Ty Ty Chandler, Chandler, yeah. And I generally
0: have good running backs.
1: Out of the corner of my eye, I was you know obviously looking at Howell a little bit too, and my goodness, is that tape bad? He's just worse Baker. Like look at what's
0: going on with Baker right now. He's just worse Baker. Uh, All right, Um. so here, moving up 41 to 54, we would need to give them 146. So we need to give them about 40 points worth of picks. So that would be, and probably more, because you, you have to overpay to trade up. So, I mean, we'd pretty much have to give them 54 and 85, or 54 in a future second.
1: So could we get, we couldn't give them, So I don't mind the idea of the future pick, right? Because they protected all of their comp picks by not going out and signing a bunch of free agents, right? So they are going to recoup a lot of these picks. Like the the fourth round, they have two fourth rounders next year already. And then they're going to get another fourth rounder in the comp pick formula. So, or maybe it's a third, right? For JC, I'm trying to think if they get, well, we'll see what happens with the formula, but they're going to get another day three pick. At least one. Right. So they're going to recoup some of that asset. So I, I don't mind if we can, I don't know if 54-127 in a future
0: fourth is enough. No, it would be 54-127 in a, so it would be 54-127 in a future third. They don't have that. Right. They don't have the third yet. Right. So it would be 54-127 in future second. Okay. We could also, or we could package the two fifths, 54 of the two fifths in a second. Okay, I, I
1: i like the i like the two fifths in the second better. I, I like keeping one twenty seven because I think that that gives you four solid bites at the apple. Right? For there four is a real chance. So
0: here's what I will say: there is a real chance if you do this trade, you have one top one hundred pick next year. Right. I, I don't think they're doing that. So I. I don't think it's happened. I don't think they're moving that second.
1: So I I think that that we can let the board run and we can see if Kyler Gordon falls a little bit further and we can get him for less
0: or we sit at 54 and we take the best linebacker available. I think that's kind of where we're at. We might as well let the board go. Okay. So there goes Kenny Walker, Skylar Moore. Um, so where are we now? We're at Atlanta. Yes. 43. This is 30 points worth of picks. So now you're looking at, like, we could probably do 54-127 in the higher fifth, I think? Yep. So that's 126 uh, plus 11 is 137. Yes. So we need to give him a little more. If he can get to, like, Minnesota, we basically need him to get three more picks. All right, and let's give it shame. a whirl because
1: I still like the idea of taking linebacker at fifty-four, anyways. If this falls through, right? So it's not the,
0: yeah. it's not the end of the world. So more Pete would be able to pause this in time too. That's the other tricky thing here. Okay, there we. And now it's respecting the speed. Thank you. Well, I can go faster than that. Uh broke it. Whoop. Okay. Jaquan Brisker. So he did make it. This is crazy. This is a big fall for Kyler Gordon. This is probably well, now, we gotta team team now we got to play our game again. Now is he realistic? I think it is. But
1: I think he's a top 50 pick, but back end of the top 50, I guess it's not terribly unrealistic.
0: Right. I mean, I think this is a little bit crazy, but
1: not so the totally one thing we're
0: doing here. We're leaving a massive gap. We're going almost 100 picks without taking right. a player. We are.
1: But the problem. So the question that I have, that I also kind of wrestle with when I do these mock drafts myself, is, do they do they need to prioritize volume? Right? I I guess you know because next year they do have a lot of free agents. They're losing almost half their roster. Not right? No, they do
0: need to prioritize volume.
1: Yeah, I I do think that volume is important to a degree, but I don't know if it's more important
0: than impact.
1: Right? I I, I think
0: they see them as one and the same. I think they see them as one and the same. I think they see volume and impact as the same is, is you know, you're going to have less of an impact with less guys because you have less shots at the board and therefore you have less of a chance. Then, of then on then
1: I don't think Then I don't think that they make this trade up until and, it's, it's maybe it's five picks, four picks and all they right. have to give up is a fit is the fifth
0: and a sixth or something and, like that. Here's I'll say the number again in the last 10 years or no, it's 12 years in the last 12 years they've drafted seven or four play seven or fewer players just twice they took six one year and then in 2017 they took four which was kind of a weird thing because they traded a first for Brandon Cooks and they lost a pick for uh Deflate Gate yeah so they want like seven is their basement yeah if we make this pick if we make this trade it's six okay
1: let's let's keep it rolling i think we keep it rolling i think we okay. keep the picks if kyler gordon Falls to 54 by some miracle.
0: Nope, they took Washington, took him.
1: Okay, all right. Well, he wasn't gonna no. fall. I think, I think him dropping all the way to 54 is crazy.
0: Okay, anyways, oh, this is crazy too. We just missed Quay Walker at 52.
1: Yeah, I think that that's that's gonna be a, a real. I could see them moving up a couple picks for Quay yeah. Walker too. Oh, do you have the board of who we've taken? By the way, we took a with the first pick. Yeah, we he took a with the first pick. We're still working here. Look. He's staring right at you at the top of the board. I, I understand that people want a little bit more athleticism, and I know Leo Chenal tested through the roof at Indy in Indy at the combine. But when you watch him on tape, he's stiffer than what he tested. Like I, I don't think his agility and his change of direction in space and his ability to cover are—I mean, cover in the passing game—are as good as his athletic profile at the combine might suggest right i I don't think this is a high level cover talent at linebacker but that being said there are very few prospects in this draft that do the things that they want a player to do at that position better than leo chanel when it comes to fitting the run rushing the passer just being an absolute menace in the box like this guy checks all of those boxes 250 pounds a thumper but got some new age athleticism to him it's hard to argue that Leo Chenault is not a perfect fit for them like he really is to me
0: exactly what they want at linebacker but at the same time I would say so Troy Anderson so was Chad Mumma all I don't think Troy
1: Anderson I think Troy Anderson's really raw I don't know if he's quite as Refined and his processing, I don't think is quite as good. Mama's processing and refinement is fantastic. I don't know if he has the take on and the aggressiveness coming downhill like Leo Chanel does. So I agree with you that those guys are good too. They're not. Neither one of them are getting to eighty five though. So if we're so, taking a pick here at fifty four, we got to decide which one we want now.
0: Well, so can I show you a, a, a trade I've kind of been toying with? Sure. Um, I want to make sure I get this right. So it's this. So we move down 10 spots. We move down 20 spots in the fourth round. We add an extra top 100 pick. And then this balances it out on the trade chart. Minnesota might suck next year. So that might be like a top five pick in the seventh round just to balance it out, but move back 10 spots. Yes. I'm brutal. I'm brutal. I know how to play the board. I suck.
1: Okay. So you're moving back 10 spots. And why, why are we throwing – wait, why are we throwing – we're getting 96? What's happening here?
0: We're getting, we're getting 96. We're moving back 10 spots. And we're, we're adding – We're moving the, back 20 spots in the fourth round. We're moving back from 127 to 145. Okay. We add 96 for, for so – No, we rate. have 85, 96, 64. Yeah,
1: we 64, already took the wide receiver. So we're, yeah. we're going defense with this pick, I would think, right? I mean, we've got to go defense here. So the question is, Is do, do you think that one of these linebackers is going to make it to 64? We talked about Chennault. We talked about Mummo. We talked about Anderson. I think the way the board has fallen, we need to come away with one of those guys from this draft. Like, we can't get stuck a lot with Brian Awesome again, right? Like, we got yeah. to come away with one of those three guys
0: here. See, I'm just still so into the idea of adding the, the extra top 100 pick. Like, that's, to yeah. me, I think is such a focus. I mean, we could try. Yeah, I hear you. So the other team I would look at, we could do something similar with the Niners. They do, yeah, the N- that's this. a good relationship there, right? I mean, that's it's a little bit we higher. we could throw Debo in. I'm kidding.
1: Just um,
0: yeah, right. <laughs> Debo on top, so, no problem. So this, and then uh, we have to throw in one of the fifths too. No, we don't. No, we don't. That was a different one. Uh, yeah, we do. So then there's this, where we don't add any picks, but we move up into the 100.
1: I don't mind it. I, I, I do think that the way the board is breaking right now, we should get away with it. Like we should get probably yep. one of Roy Anderson or Chad Mama, or we're probably going to lose Leo Chanel in this trade. Okay. So right. see,
0: I, I, I think with any of the three,
1: you're happy. I agree. I think that you're, you can find happiness with any of the three, put it to that way. And I think the other way that I would also, it, to make the argument for you, the other way that I would also say is although it was only a two-year contract for Juwan Bentley, technically speaking, they have a Mike linebacker on the roster, right? And Leo yeah. Chenal is not – he's not a will in their system. Right. He's not playing weak side. He's playing Mike. So Mike or, or Sam, you know, depending on the package. Yeah. So Troy Anderson is the rangy linebacker. Like he's the sideline yeah. to sideline guy. He's the guy that can be put in some higher stress coverage situations – so there is that as well, where it's almost like they ha- they they ha- they don't have Hightower, but they have Bentley in that role. So they're kind of looking more for like a Jamie Collins, not necessarily right. another redundant Hightower. So I can I can feel the argument for Troy Anderson, and I like him much better at sixty-one. We just got to cross our fingers that he gets there. That, that's basically let's where see. we're at.
0: All right, I, I say we do it. I say let's we do it. it. Yeah, let's do it. Big old, uh big old trade here. A lot of picks yeah. flying around. And so Troy we Anderson went, but Leo Chenal didn't. So there we All go. Right. So we can take so, the,
1: well, whose house is that linebacker just for the
0: you know sake of argument. I think here. I mean I, I don't think Mama went either. I could see this. I actually could see this happening. There's so much focus on the new age guy. And if the yeah. Falcons are like a year away, they can let Troy Anderson develop. I
1: right. could
0: actually buy I buy this. So Christian Harris is here too, but I think we want that true like three down, linebacker. Yeah. yeah. So it's who do you like better, Shanol or Mama?
1: I think I, I personally think they'll like Shanol better. I, right. I I love and that's the pick. I love me some Chad Mama though. I think he's a little bit more. I don't know. I I, I don't even think he's more athletic. I, I think Shanol is just a better player at this point. So I I, I lean towards Shanol here for sure.
0: I love how far we've come. you hated him when we started. You well, were so I used to give to you fair, crap that they were going to take. To be him fair, I don't think
1: out. anybody. And then I watched him and I, I liked him a little bit. But you got to you
0: got to start watching college football of it because you'll know to, you, you'll know ahead of time. To be fair, I don't think anybody expected him to test as well. No, as he did. he's a breakout star. I'm busting your yeah. points. but yes, no, this is a good pick. Yep. Uh we could package 85 and 93 to move up. I'd rather make both of those picks. So yeah, I'm just I let think it that run. You can, agree. I,
1: I at this point I look at it and I say corner tackle, maybe you're running back at some point, right? In these next couple yeah. picks. Yeah, I think we we need the picks. So yeah, let's take Leo okay. We're off we to a great we have,
0: including the picks big. we made, which right now are Chris Olave and Leo Chenault. We have yeah, nine picks. I think a great spot to be. Board kind of screwed us here, it got us back. Cameron Thomas, Kirby Joseph, Wandale some good Dylan Parham, some good players go in there. Saylor, Sam Williams, but let's see. We've got, I know our guy, Josh in the chat is probably furious. We haven't taken a corner. Um <laughs> Let's look at our offense. Let's look corner offensive line. And they're always liable to take an edge guy on, uh in the third on, round. So I'm, on the third round. I'm All right. So we have to places. add another third round pick. We'll get that in there. So we've got, we took our linebacker. We got Marcus Jones. Maybe a little early, not entirely. Yeah. Uh, uh, Look, we're, these... we're drafting like we're the Patriots, right?
1: Right. And if I'm the Patriots, they took two guys at the top of the draft in Olave and Chanel who are polished, power five, big school guys, right? Like these are, yeah. these are brand name prospects with these two players. Was one of these third round picks – Zion McCollum just feels so much like a Patriot. Like I just can't shake it. And I, I just feel like you took the, you took the name brands already with a yeah. and Chanel. There is no, you're not doing yourself a disservice, but by, by taking a little bit more of a developmental guy, right? I, I really don't think you are.
0: So do we take him here? Or do we take him at 93? Cause I have another pitch here for a guy. I don't think makes it to 93. Okay. I, well, who's who's the guy? Go ahead. Nicholas Petit Frere. I know you're not a fan. Not, not but a I just fan. so I don't think he's a year one guy, but you don't need him to be. You still have Isaiah Wynn. I think a lot most of his issues are very coachable. We've talked about this. We trust them taking the raw lineman with the physical traits Yeah. and getting him ready for 2023 when Isaiah Wynn leaves, right? I think that. First off, Ohio State, right? Blue chip school. He's got the size, six five, three fifteen. He's athletic. He just his his hands suck. He doesn't know what to do with his, his hands. He's hands like suck. Will Farrell in Talladega Nights.
1: His his footwork's not great. They can fix it. He's they can he's, fix it. And his I, issue I see is he's he's off balance a lot of the time with his feet, his landmarks, he's gotta get better at setting to his landmarks and pass protection too. To me, you know what I think is a decent comp for him, honestly, is Yadni Kajust, which they drafted oh, Yadni Kajust. Cool. So they, the reason why Yadni Kajust hasn't had a chance is because he's injured all the time, right? So if Nik- Nicholas Petit Ferrer has the same skill set and he's a healthier version of Yadni Kajust, and he's a developmental tackle on in the third round. That's worth sticking your teeth into. But I think the problem is, is that that's your project on the offensive line. Which means we're going to have to dip back into the offensive line and make sure we take a guy that can start at guard at some point here, because that's not not Petit Ferrer. He's not starting
0: at guard. So so here's the thing, and I agree with you, Foley. He's a redshirt guy. Um, uh, what's it? Sailor went and Parham went. Those are the two starting guards to me in this range. Like I, Cam Jurgens, Marquise Hayes. We're reaching now. We don't need to take these guys this high. No, the
1: guy that I really liked, and we talked to Brandon about this, uh, Brandon Thorne, is Gadecki from Central Michigan, who I think is like an early fourth-round pick probably. So I don't know if he'll get to 134, but he's somebody that I think just has that solid base and foundation that he could be a day-one starter at guard. He He went already,
0: 173.
1: I think they really like him on the PFF simulator, so – little bit different so I don't know is Sean Ryan still there my guy from UCLA Sean Ryan
0: is still here Sean Ryan is still here
1: polished player I think he's a day one starter at guard probably not an NFL tackle probably doesn't have the feet or the range to play tackle in the league uh, if you're looking for the developmental tackle it's not Sean Ryan he's he's a day one starting plug and play guard for the Patriots though so I I, I do wonder if they if they go more that direction with this pick than the developmental tackle but See, I, can I go either
0: way. They took Matt Light in the second round in 2000. Yeah. The year before they moved on from him, they took Nate Solder in the first round. Yeah. They took Isaiah Wynn in the first round. Yeah. They're not going to Mickey Mouse. They're not going to Mickey Mouse the tackle. I think they will value the developmental tackle more than the starting day one guard. You've made this point to me, Evan. Yeah. You don't trade Shaq Mason unless you have somebody in the building right now. You think can handle that role week one. Okay. So I think they have a week one starter at tackle at guard in the building. They're not going to use a top 100 pick on one.
1: So is it a, is it a guy like Petit Ferrer? Is it a guy like Deesh from Arizona state who I think he has no upside.
0: Deesh is a swing tackle through and through. Yeah. He's 25. He's not a starter. He's not a left tackle for the new You're you're
1: talking me into it. I I would feel better about uh, Petit Ferrer I also like Rasheed Walker a little bit. I, I think he's a solid developmental yeah, tackle option here. But it's Penn State. I don't know, it's a high. They don't draft a lot of guys from Ohio State either. I also wonder here at, at 85 we're we're probably going to get either one of these guys at 93, too, based off Holy. of where they have them.
0: I didn't see the 7 full
1: Full-lately fell. He could fall because his athletic profile stinks, right? He's not an athlete, you
0: know, he but
1: yeah, he's also he's not
0: He's not a, He's left, tackle, not right. a
1: left tackle. though, you're right. He's probably
0: yeah. a right tackle. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not him here. Okay, so I'll, I'll uh,
1: you talked me into it. I'll let you take your guy from Ohio State. Okay.
0: You know yeah. what? If you want, you you were excited about McCollum. You want to take McCollum here? We'll see if he falls. If not, we'll reassess. Sure.
1: I like. I, Make I sure just I, If they don't take a corner in the top fifty, like if they don't take a, a Booth or a, a McDuffie or a Gordon or someone like that in the top fifty how can they not come away with Zion McCollum from this draft, right? That's I mean, true. he's literally well, their guy.
0: Jalen Amore Davis, I is think, the is other a prospect, one. too, I really like. Yeah. But,
1: but He's definitely the other one that I think that they would talk about here, uh, or maybe not necessarily here, here, but as that corner that they take in this draft. Yeah, uh, I, They're going to have to get a real hard sell job about how good uh, Amore Davis is in the building from Nick Saban
0: to make that pick, right? Because that's, that's the book on him right now, at least externally, so. We'll see. Yeah. I wouldn't hate doubling up at corner either. Maybe we get a shot at him later. We do need to fit Alabama in at some point. Uh, but we'll take Zion McCollum you, here.
1: Don't you agree that the the Zion McCollum round or two reach is just that they... No, it,
0: it, it makes sense. Yeah. And then Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler got us. Uh, Petit for Frere next pick. Although Martin Emerson goes here like that could have been McCollum. Yeah. So... I still think I. I don't think they leave the top 100 without Isaiah Wynn's replacement. I don't I know who you. it is from this group. I hear you. If if we want to say they break the trend and go Rasheed Walker, like, do you believe he has the side of a franchise left tackle?
1: Franchise left tackle is lofty in the third round in any mock draft, but I, I do think that he can be a starting tackle. I left love tackle his-
0: specifically, left tackle. Yeah.
1: Right. I love his power. I love his grip strength. I think he's got a really strong upper body. I think he can move people in the run game day one. I think he's got that kind of functional strength about him. The The footwork and the athleticism and the pass protection, it's a work in progress. I mean, I love Sean Ryan too here. I, I really do. I don't as know. As a tackle
0: I, though? As a tackle? No,
1: as a guard. I don't know if top okay, so 100 is the guard need. Like, I don't know if they need to take a guard top in the top 100, but – now there are our next picks, 134, 158. Like we're talking about getting a little bit low here in terms of when we're going to take a guy that could have the upside to be a guard, right? A starting guard in, in their system. So Joe Tooney was a third round pick. Shaq Mason was a fourth round pick, All right? So this is about where right, but- they start to have this
0: conversation. I think, that, again, I think the tackle conversation is more pressing.
1: I hear you. All right. All right, well... Yeah, Fortner's still like there are still. I think Rashid Walker could break the mold uh, in terms of Penn State. Okay. Where I know we 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 have are always been on that angle, right? That they don't love Penn State yeah. guys. I mean, we're
0: just hammering the Big Ten right now. Yeah, why? It's a good conference, so. No, it is the second uh, second best conference in college football. But we got we got to hit the SEC yeah. later in this draft, though. I, I think, think Rashid Walker has got starter potential.
1: I I, I mean, he's, all right. All these guys at this point need some work, right? You know, yeah. the one other thing I'd say about Rashid Walker is that he made 32 starts. So he he has a lot of experience. Okay. So that's that's a big thing, too, that I think that they would like at that spot, right? This is not a, you know, Bernard Raymond started 18 games at, at a low-level yeah. school in Central Michigan, you know? So this is a guy that's
0: got some experience to him. Yeah, I just want to make sure nobody else obvious fell. I, I don't really think so. Yeah, no. A couple months ago, David Bell was first-round pick. Remember that? Good times. Big 10. No, uh, Rashid Walker's the guy. I think they're going to tackle here. All right, let's try it. Let's take Rashid Walker. All right, so while this zips through, you want to uh, just pull up the board, refresh the top 100 there?
1: Yes. So we just completed the top 100. We got it. We got Chris Olave in the first round, fell in our laps, had to do it. Leo Chenal. Really, really good uh, fit for the Patriots at linebacker, plugs the gaps, uh, can rush the passer from multiple alignments, can play some in space, much better athletic tester than we expected. Uh, I think that he just checked so many boxes there. Zion McCollum, I, I really think Zion McCollum is going to be a stud in the NFL eventually if he's a- on the right coaching staff with the right coaches. I think the Patriots, the way that they develop corners, I know they haven't had the best of luck at the top of the draft developing corners, but uh, I think that he's going to be a really good player for them. To me, I, I think Zion McCollum is is Kyle Duggar 2.0, just a corner instead of a safety. I, I think it's exactly the same thing. Great athlete, great tape down at that level. Uh, Rashid Walker from Penn State, grip strength, strong, burly guy. Uh, I think he's got good length. I think he's got good upper body strength. I I don't know. Maybe, maybe there is some upside there with his footwork and stuff like that refined a little bit. I think you could get a. You're going to get a really serviceable right tackle. I I think maybe you can have a left tackle there too as well. So I I think what we got here, two picks at the top with the and Chanel that I think make a day one impact immediately. I think Zion No, I think this
0: is a good draft so far.
1: Yeah, I think it was Aya McCollum and Rashid Walker a little bit more long term, right? Developmental type of stuff. But that's
0: fine. That's fine. They need develop well, corner, they need whatever. But right. Tackle, tackle, you have you have a year with that guy. I think that's fine. Yep. Um, so I wouldn't hate back to the board here. I don't yes. hate doubling up a corner. I don't. I, Josh Joe is still either. here. Josh Job is still here, would I think be an interesting pick. So we Ryan. still here is a good pick, too. Yeah. Um There's some interior linemen we'll get to a little bit later. Nobody really right now. I do love Starting day three with the running back. They've done that. We've got – so I actually – we haven't talked, I don't think, at all about him. Tyler Algier from BYU. Really interesting when you're looking at the Patriots. Uh, You're nodding. Have you watched him? A a little bit. I have done initial stages on the report. So he's, first off, he doesn't fumble, which is, that's that's yeah. where you look at, okay, Patriots. Um, and I know we've talked a lot about pass-catching backs, but with Damian Harris, and he's not that at all. He's a power back. No. But with Damian yeah. Harris on a contract year, 5'11", 224, ran a 4'6", flat. Um, again, he's one of these guys, he doesn't lose yards. He doesn't gain yards, but he doesn't lose yards. Um, he's hard to tackle, and he holds on to the football. That's their guy. Now, so is Hassan Haskins, who we can get much later. Yes. But I just – it's a little bit of a fall for for Algier. They also – if we're doing it, they don't really draft BYU guys. Um, if we, we still haven't taken, like, a defensive lineman or an edge, which is That's probably true. something we should address.
1: What, yeah, they would definitely do this at some point. So, I mean, if we want – Matthew tackler. Butler and- – Neil Farrell or, like, the, the nose tackles, right, or the interior D-linemen. Yeah, I like um, Neil Farrell. Me too. I think he's. Um, he can play for them. I don't think he's going to be a difference maker, but I think he'll play. You know, I think he'll be a solid right. guy. Well, they, they just need a
0: datele to eat blocks. And, look, yeah. we can get one later. We can wait. We can get uh, Bonillo. We yeah. can get Marquand, no way. So um,
1: I I really like uh, Christopher Allen from Alabama. I know a lot of people are talking about Amwar Davis. Christopher Allen had a similar...
0: Injury riddled career at Alabama, no, right? He he's another level. Amore Davis wasn't hurt, he just didn't play. Alabama had a ton of good corners.
1: Right. So like Christopher he's
0: just pretty good on the field. Christopher Davis did like he was hurt pretty much for four straight years. Yeah. He, but he's
1: he's got like he's got Patriots edge setter written all over him if they can keep him on the field, right? I mean, he's a strong, well-built, thick framed edge rusher. Like he's he's a power. Too, yeah. I would just it's too early. He's not like too early. I'm just saying we when we're talking about edge rushers. Okay. Like I, I think I think a guy like Christopher Allen in the fifth round makes a lot of sense for for the way that they want those guys to play. Um I also don't like I it might be a little early for him here too with the 40 time, but Kieran Williams from Notre Dame is really interesting. And that's another school that they don't draft from either. So we gotta keep doing this when they don't draft from this school. But the way reason why I say he's interesting is because he is by far the most pro-ready receiving back in this class, not even close, by far, and especially in pass protection. And James White's coming back from the injury. There's clearly not sold on JJ Taylor as a player. Like I don't think know if they think that JJ Taylor is an NFL player. Brandon Bolden's not in the ba- building anymore. There is a very real possibility that they will not have a receiving back to play if they don't take one, right? I mean, there's a real possibility. And if they need to also think about the fact that they might have to have the receiving back play as a rookie, then Kieran Williams is the only one of this group that I think has a chance to play as a rookie in the Patriots system. And that's lofty as it is. You know, Shane Vereen didn't play as a rookie. Woodhead didn't play as a rookie. White didn't play as a rookie. But if they absolutely need to put a rookie out there on third down, the only guy in this draft that has the resume to do that is Williams.
0: So, uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I, you know, maybe outside of the top 100, you don't think that James Cook could do that? Yeah, I guess so.
1: Yeah, I i, I guess you're right. O- outside of the top 100,
0: sure. So, by the way, I would add this too for the Notre Dame thing. I'm looking at this right now, and thank you, to you who pointed this out in the chat. So they haven't taken a Notre Dame player since 2007. Yeah, but prior to time. that, they actually took one, two, three, four, five. They took six under Belichick. He might just hate Brian Kelly. Now, I wouldn't blame him. Brian Kelly's gone. I mean, he's still a Brian Kelly player, I guess. So it doesn't really work. But like they might dip back into Notre Dame again and they might just bail on LSU. Brian Kelly's like not a good coach. Yeah. who's how Notre Dame players rarely hit. You know, I, I know there's a couple in the league right now. Um, uh, Claypool is one of them, but. Yeah.
1: So the question that like I have. Had their busts. So the question I have here is, do we double up at a position like corner? Yeah. I, I think that's definitely uh, not a terrible idea to hedge our bets there with Zion McCollum. Or do we take the running back now? Because we could wait to 158 and probably get a solid running back. I would also put Like doubling up on offensive line, right? Getting a guard here isn't a terrible idea
0: either. So I think there's a guard we can get a little later. I um, I I think I think Josh Job. I think Josh Job. He fell at this point. Yeah, and he was a first round pick at one point. He just had a down year. Right, like that's the remember last year they took a bunch of guys who were better two years ago than the year before. Like that's Josh Job to me.
1: Yeah, he, he definitely has the physicality and the press man ability. And he comes from a system that's basically a carbon copy of the way the Patriots run their coverage. So yeah. if Zion McCollum, if they have to wait on Zion McCollum for a year until he's ready to play at, at this level, Josh Job could probably play as a rookie
0: in the right. way that they run their scheme. So and we also did, I mean, we took Chennault. If that's the pick, they're sticking with press man, they're just gonna make it work with their the personnel they have. Yeah. So, Josh Job's the fit. So, I think Josh Job. Okay. I, and then... I,
1: I think we do Josh Job, and then I think we go uh, with an interior offensive lineman and
0: a running back with those fifth-round picks. So, I think we do... Well, we only have one fifth-round pick left, because we traded one. All right.
1: Well, we have, at what, 221 20, now.
0: Okay. So, we have 158, and have, then down to 200. Okay. I got you. I will say... I'm going to kind of pause this at the end of the fourth round. So we took Josh Job right I just want to write it We took Josh way. Job yeah. Like I don't know if he gets there like I wouldn't hate moving up a little bit like we could do um we could actually get our 7th back. So like this work I think this works. Hang on, let me see. Um 144 158 I'll tell you why I'm doing this in a second cuz I don't think he's going to get all the way down to where where we would need to go. 15 points we would be giving up 22 so that's a seven point gap and then we're trading what 200 sure yeah okay so this works i don't know if kieran williams is still here if he went that's honestly not who i'm moving up for i want tyler Beatty. i love tyler Beatty.
1: i really do i think not i think i was actually trying to move up to the last round but I think I Tyler think Bay to is take a, Tyler. Is a, is a dude. I think that guy's gonna be a monster. He's really well built like for his side like he's only five eight, but he's a thick five eight right kind of like a Dion Lewis, five eight. you know he's got yeah thick so, lower half. I think he can take on contact and be just fine, really electric with the football in his hands, quick you know little jump cuts, lateral quickness in and out of the break. I, I think that he's gonna be a really good back. I think he's a. Much more like Rex Burkhead than James White in terms of his usage too, right? He can right kind of do it all. Last year at uh in college, uh, I think he it was nineteen hundred yards and eighteen touchdowns. Yeah, for yeah. him, I mean that it's is a production wild.
0: monster. Yeah, plays some wide receiver too. Doesn't fumble. Another guy does not fumble. He had the yeah. most receptions over the last three years. He had the most receptions in college football or FBS without a fumble. Any, yeah we both uh, love running back so yeah the only other thing i'd say is people bring this up in the chat we said we would do this when we felt we had a good draft this is a razor range or a riser range this is a riser range here
1: so i i'm coming around to the idea that they might draft the punter but and anyway, we already went penn state once in this mock so i don't think we can do right. it twice and i think we took jordan stout last week didn't we i don't think so we took uh ej perry we took a quarterback. oh you're right Stout to like, that's so them to not They're gonna like stout better. They're, you're
0: right. They're going to like stout better as much as I hate yeah. to admit it.
1: Yeah. So I, I love Tyler Beatty. I think that that's a great pick. And one thing that they do really like, and we've already taken two guys at the top. And even if you want to talk about Zion McCollum in terms of college production at that level, they love guys that produce in college. Like they love big time producers like that. They always cite that whenever they draft somebody that had great stats in college, they always talk about it that 1900 yards and 18 touchdowns from Tyler Beatty last year is a monster number. Like that's, that's a productive back. I I love
0: Tyler Beatty. I'm all for trading up to try to get, grab Tyler Beatty here. All right. So we're going to, I wanted the last pick in the fourth round because they hate picking in the fifth round. So just pretend I stopped it in time, but.
1: um, So we're going to get, we're going to get
0: our, how do they have that? That's not Gilmore. How do they have that seventh round pick? Oh, I because they got that from the Patriots sent that to Miami for Isaiah Ford, and then Carolina traded some guard to Miami, and that's how they got it. So, so let's make this trade.
1: Yeah, people in the chat are bringing up an interesting point, Alex. We could try try to trade Nikhil Harry for
0: a pick. We could. So let's get to like two twenty one because we're not getting a top two hundred pick for him. No. So let's get to 210 and see what the board looks like. But I, I was thinking that. Uh, but we agree, Tyler Beatty here. It's a little high, but yeah. I think he's the kind of guy they would take high. And, yeah. SEC and all of that. So I don't
1: think Tyler Beatty just a passing downs back either. Like, I think he he's can do it like, all. He's kind of a slot receiver. He's too, he's
0: a, he's a, a fun player. So, all right, now we do have a little bit of a gap here. We have about a 50-pick gap here. But they, they don't like the fifth round. They yeah, they like define with this gap. We've oh, had
1: gaps on. like this before. Once when they make this many picks early, right. you know they they've had gaps like this before. Oh. So here's our draft so far: Alave, chanel McCollum, Rashid Walker from Penn State, the tackle, uh, Josh yep. joe and Tyler Beatty from Missouri. I, I think we got some dudes in this draft. I like this one. I mean, we got lucky with with Chenal and Alave falling in our laps at the top. Right. But hey, we we'll take the luck. You know. The
0: simulator messed with us early. It's, so look, it's getting us back in the later rounds. Look at, look at what happened here. Ty Chandler, Hassan Haskins, two picks before. And honestly, smoke Monday would have made sense here too. Yeah. Would have been a pick. So, oh, okay. So hang your guard. I do. This is a guy I'm a little late on, but I like him. Josh Azudu, okay, Okay. Carolina. I don't know if you've watched him.
1: I watched North Carolina's uh, run game today. So which guard?
0: That's a very good question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember off the top of my head. You're asking the guy who can't tell his left is right apart. But basically, here, here's the best way to sum it up. And I, I thought Lance Sterling did a good job of this. He just needs to be coached up. He's got the size. He's got the athleticism. He's got the right. mentality. His technique's just kind of a mess. That's their guy, especially here. You know who else does in the sixth round? Michael Onwenu. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that he's week one starter. He could be a year one starter. You get to November, you need to make that switch. Right. So the, the thing about it is with you know,
1: I I can't remember him specifically, but obviously I watched the run game as a whole, watching time. I'm Chandler. gonna tell you which
0: side he played in a yeah, second. I'll so, give you his, his size too. So
1: the biggest thing that I that stands out to me every single year, and look, North Carolina's had some really, really good backs come through there, right? Like Michael Carter and and some of the other backs that they had. Ty Chandler's the one this year, he's a really solid back. So some of it could be the fact that they've had really, really good running backs as well. But they always block it up well. Like they have a really good yeah. run scheme. Uh, there's a lot of blocks in there that you are NFL-style blocks. Like you see guys pulling, you see guys uh, comboing, you see guys double team, you see guys scoop block in the zone game. They do a bunch of different things that NFL teams do. It always seems like the first couple of yards are easy for the backs. Uh, I really like what North Carolina has put on tape in the run game for, what, two, three, four years going now. And they keep on getting their running backs drafted. Uh, may- maybe the offensive lineman deserves some love.
0: So uh, I'm looking this up right now. He was their left guard. Yeah, that left guard played some he's, good games. He did. He's been their left guard. Six four, three twenty four. Or sorry, three played at 324 last year. He was down to 308 at the combine. So he's probably gonna play about 315, 320 in the league. Right? Right. And I just saw something else I wanted to tell you. And I do oh, the uh NFL comp is Alex Redmond, who they like. They, he's on a, I I believe he's still on their practice squad.
1: No, he's reading it. Did, did they let him go? Okay. Oh, did well. they bring him back? They might have brought him back. They
0: like Alex Redmond.
1: Is the yeah? One. Yeah. He's been on their. Pra- he was on their practice squad for a long time. That's all I know. So their yeah. other guard is draftable too. So I, I was right that they blocked it up well. Right. I mean they, those no. guys blocked it up well. So all right, I, you've convinced me. I'm I'm I'm
0: on. I'm game. Let's do it. That's all right. Let's do it. Um. So then, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good right now. Oh, raise a wet. Right. There we go. Two sixteen. That's too low. Um, oh my God! Let's just look at the positions. So no, okay. I thought maybe Bailey's happy fell. We could double up at receiver. So Josh Johnson. This is probably too low. This is probably we got to play the simulators game. Oh, you know who would be perfect here? He's not in here. Is um Samori Teray from Nebraska? Yes, I Nebraska. know who you're talking about. He's not in the PFF simulator, but okay. this would be a great so- spot to take him. Can you pull up edge?
1: Like the, the my guy, Christopher Allen probably went, right? So
0: no, he didn't. And this, this is the spot to take Christopher. Around. I think Christopher
1: Allen's uh, a great pick. Like, is, especially if Saban says to Bill, like kid works hard. He's just always hurt, right? Like where we like the right. kid, he's just always hurt. Uh, the, he's one of those guys that I've just heard so much about that. If they had had him too, like it would have just been ridiculous, right? They already had good edge right. rushers without him. Uh, if they had him to you know, him, Will Anderson, all those guys, it would just would have been stupid. So I, I like the idea of Christopher Allen. If they can keep him on the field by some miracle, uh, he's got the edge setting qualities that they want at that spot. He is a heavy edge defender. And that's exactly what they want. And we could, I think at 242, we could still get one of our nose tackles too. So we could just get some beef here at the end of this draft. So
0: that's what I was going to say. Like, do you want, do you want Allen and Wade on the nose tackle, or Do you want like this? Noah Ellis might not make it to 242.
1: Yeah. We want
0: him. Between Noah Ellis,
1: Marquand McCall. And uh, I'm assuming that, yeah, like Hinton's still here. Like one of these. Hinton's not
0: really a nose tackle. DJ Davidson would be the next guy.
1: Yeah, so one of those nose tackles has gotta make it, right?
0: Okay. So you, I'm I'm fine with Christopher Allen here. That that feels not yeah, right. Yeah, let's get Christopher Allen here. All right, with the I think we made the pick of the second, fourth, and sixth round. We got all the picks the Rams traded away. Just ended up. With them. All right, so Noah Ellis still here. I th- this hang on, I gotta look at this. I'm curious what the consensus board says. We we might have to respect the board on this one.
1: Yeah, Noah Ellis
0: here. Um E.J. Davidson it, is the guy that's like the fringe UDFA.
1: Yeah, let's see, let's see where this one has him. they both down at owns really good video Um. Oh
0: no, some people. All right, I, I, uh, not a lot of people. I'm going in the seventh. Have we? T- I think we've taken them before. You know what? Here's the other thing too. They're like just to to kind of honor the 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 exercise. They're kind of into. Arizona state right now. I don't know if you picked are. up on that. They met with three guys yeah. the last couple of years. Yeah, we, we could, could take, uh, I think pull up the big board. I think if we take DJ Davidson, we hit every power five conference. Did we, Arizona, did we get Arizona. big 12 Bama UNC Missouri Yeah, Missouri was in the big 12 at one point. Yeah. Also big 12's sure. not going to exist anymore in like five years. So I, I like DJ Davidson here.
1: I do. I, I agree. I think I think, I think. I think we we go at the back end of this draft. We just got some beef, right? I mean, we got some some guys that can set the run. Leo chanel can obviously do that as well. This is our best draft yet. I don't know if they're going right. to get a lobby at twenty one, but we nailed this one.
0: We could. I mean, look, we could, and we could trade to kill if we wanted to make another pick. I we got everybody we wanted. I'm happy with it. Um, uh, I don't.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't somebody feel is, like.
0: Hang on, somebody is calling. The Bucks are calling. Do we want to make two picks instead of one? Do we have to? Who else are we gonna pick? A Punter? I double up at wide receiver.
1: Or take a safety. I don't think we I don't think they have the roster spots to double up at wide receiver. They already got
0: four guys on the roster, and then we just added Chris Olave. That's five. Oh no, I know who we could take. Hang on. If they if they do this, I know who we could take. It, it, I don't think they're gonna do this. I was gonna say we could take Drew Hartlob. Is, is Stout's not on the board anymore? He's gone. Stout is on the board. We could take Stout. I don't even know if Drew Hartlob's in here, actually. Because He's we could not. take Stout, and then we could get, we could probably get DJ Davidson with the second seventh round pick. Yeah. No, the Bucks won't do it. So. All right. Although, then again, I'm going to try one more thing, because they may feel confident they're going to get multiple comp picks next year. Mm. Right? They could.
1: They could well. They're gonna get what they're gonna get a sixth, most likely. I think it is for Ted Karras. So they're they're gonna get something back there on the late end of day three. Let's see. Here we go. It's done. All right. So I think you gotta take Stout here. I don't think you're gonna get him
0: if you if you let this run to two sixty one. I'm. I wait. Second last pick in the draft. I'm waiting. I honestly am. I don't need Stout. I don't.
1: I'm telling you to take the
0: punter. At that point, he's gonna be UDFA. Right. We're taking him to avoid having to fight for him as a UDFA. If he get you know what? if he gets there we'll take him. I'm taking Davidson. I'd rather get Davidson. All right. All right. Hey, it's your board. And for some reason it can't comprehend this. There we go. Or I just like do any interesting special teams guys for? Right. Again, if oh, Nate Landman's still there.
1: He is a... that, that's like is he like Larry Izzo? Like, I feel like I, for some reason, that's like the comp Baylin
0: is another. So did the punter fall or no? The punter did fall. I'm just, I, I want Hartlob. Like that's, this is where they take, um. this is where they take like Matthew Slater. The other thing we could do is we could double up a running back. We don't need to Greg Bell up. is like that early down back. We don't need to double up at running back. You no. don't want to double up at running back? Oh, We're, taking, a,
1: back. we're taking the special teams guy here, whether it's a, a coverage
0: guy or it's the punter. Yeah, th- those are the two options. I know you don't want to double up at running back, Evan, but Tress and Ebner? No. We already took two running- similar guys. All right. too similar. I'm going to find a special teams guy here. You take Landman. I think we might've already taken Landman though. Honestly, Chance Campbell kind of is. Oh wait, let me, let's see if we can get a big 12 guy. I'm into this whole idea now that we can. Uh... Jesus.
1: I can't believe you're not going to take the punter. I, I'm, I'm begging you to take the punter and
0: you won't take the punter. All right. You know what? It's your pick. I'm going to let you make this pick and you're going to take the punter.
1: Although we are taking another Penn state guy to be fair. And two Penn state guys in one draft for Bill Belichick might be a little rich, But this is our draft at this point, the seventh round, our draft. I think Jordan Stout – you're – and everybody else is all Matt right? right? That's the guy. Right. I think that they might like Jordan Stout better. I just – I'm not going off of anything besides my gut. Like, I'm not a punter. I I don't know how to scout punters. I don't know what I'm looking at with punters. But I I feel like they always go against the, the grain with those types of things. I think Jordan Stout would be their guy.
0: So the only thing I'd say, oh, somebody did bring up the Eric King. Wouldn't be a bad pick here at all. Not terrible either. Um, Chance Campbell from Ole Miss. Transfer, they like, transfer guy, they like that. Played at Maryland, 6'2", 240, played a ton of special teams. Um, Like, he's, uh, he's not Ebner-esque. Like, I'm trying to find, basically, Nate Ebner is who I want to draft. Because that's who they missed last year. Let me look at safety. Yeah, nobody. I actually like Derrick King here. All right, all right. Fine. If you don't want to go with the punter, I'll go with De'Ara King. You know what? The other thing is, I don't think Stout's on the board
1: here. That's fair. He might not, he might not be. Quentin Lake would have been the guy I was looking for. Let's go with De'Ara King because I, I although I, I think that they would like to ideally bring De'Ara King as a UDFA, but because they got him, you know, they got this extra seventh round pick, they can they can take him and not have to fight for no it, you know right? what you're right
0: I'm going. I'm going with the with the old miss guy I'm going with the old miss linebacker you're right okay oh no John Ross I keep trying to take Josh Ross core special team or team captain Michigan it's Josh Ross Josh linebacker Josh Ross from yes, from Michigan I if if we're putting our Belichick caps on I think it's Josh Ross look I, I don't know how michigan if, multi-year team captain plays a ton of special teams
1: yeah in the chat alex is the best seventh round mock drafter there is there if is nobody I, better
0: it, i make a recent bias if i don't feel good about the last pick it's gonna bug me and you can't fix it you can screw up a pick and make. Can it, you it just, is,
1: just take josh ross and, and let's like get it. this this thing wrapped up all right so okay. who is mr relevant
0: Uh, it's going to take forever to load. Just start talking.
1: Okay, so I'm going to pull up our board, and Alex, so you can uh, you can get the nice, fancy PFF one filled out here. Yeah. But taking a look at our board, look, I, I'm biased. We made the draft. It's our mock draft show. I get it. But if you're unhappy with this draft as a Patriots fan, then you're just not going to be satisfied with any of the mock drafts that we do. I think it's fair. Chris Alave in the first round is an absolutely – slam dunk pick for the patriots on top of the fact that he is that number one wide receiver i think his fit in the style of offense that they run his ability to get open at the top of the route run a complete route tree a really 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 technically savvy route runner already probably the best body control of anybody in this draft i just think that him from a stylistic perspective fits so much of what they hit on at that position. Like when they're, when they have guys that play well at that position, it looks like Chris Olave. I I, I'm writing about him tomorrow. Out of all. So Alex, you remember how much I love Justin Jefferson, right? Like that was my guy in 2019. The only other guy that's gotten me this giddy about a wide receiver uh, is Justin Jefferson. I I, I think Chris Olave is that good of a fit. For the Patriots, that to me, it's like Justin Jefferson will be my all-time favorite. I think Chris Olave is number two. By I thought it was far. Sky Moore. Also, you can pull that up. It's all set. I do like Sky Moore too. I I, I don't. Uh, oh, I think you stopped sharing your screen. You got yeah, it screwed up. Hang on. So Leo Chenal with the second pick here, uh, not the like rangy coverage linebacker necessarily, but just such a Patriots prototype at that spot. Have it now, by the way. Okay. Yep, I got it. Uh, such a Patriots prototype at linebacker. Uh, PFF. By the way, this is the best grade we've ever gotten from PFF by far.
0: Yeah. Why is that? What well, is- we
1: did. I mean, a lobby me and Chenal falling to us at twenty-one and sixty-one are yeah. huge deals.
0: So yeah. also, Azuda is like the one guard it actually likes. So
1: Chennault downhill enforcer against the run, aggressive. Instinctual great blitzer. Uh, the one thing that they did a lot with him at Wisconsin that I think will translate is blitzing him over the center and the guard from on the line of scrimmage, like in a mug front look. The Patriots love to do that out of their diamond fronts as well. So I think Leo Chanel, his blitzing acumen, his on off the line acumen, uh, his downhill play against the run, and then you also I know everybody's screaming for speed, speed, speed. Uh, this is a guy that tested extremely well at the combine. So in my mind, the perfect marriage, Alex, between their old school thumper and the new age linebacker, you're getting a little bit of both here. So you're not completely sacrificing what they've had in the past, but you also are getting a little bit more athletic than Jawan Bentley, Landon Roberts, those types of players, right? You're evolving a little bit here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a lot. I think when I look at players of both linebacker and corner, It's how do you marry their concepts, the Patriots traditional concepts with some of the newer things other teams are doing and the new ways you need to defend it. And I think Chanel's probably close to the middle uh, of that. He's probably a little more old school than a guy like Troy Anderson or Quay Walker, but he's close enough that I think he can get by.
1: Yeah. So next here, Zion McCollum. I, I've, I keep on comparing him to Kyle Duggar because that's I think it's such a good comparison, but he plays corner outside corner instead of safety. The best combine workout that we have ever seen a cornerback have ever in terms of all around athleticism. I ran a six, four, eight second three cone drill. We know the Patriots like the three cone uh, four, three in the 40 yard dash at six foot one, 200 pounds. I mean, they just don't make guys like that. Like, he's like a superhero playing corner 13 career interceptions at Sam Houston state dominated their senior bowl invitation. Uh, he's Kyle Duggar. It just plays corner instead of safety and we didn't take him in the second round. So we got him a little bit later than I, I could easily see the Patriots taking him in the second round. Like I, I think that right. they could easily reach on him. So I think getting him in the third round is a nice compromise. Like most people probably have him in the fourth for the Patriots. I think he's a little bit higher.
0: Yeah, no, and he's, he's a guy that reach on like you got to remember to throw out the projections when it comes to Patriots. If they like a guy, they'll take him. Um, yeah, you know, there are a couple guys we did that with later on Tyler Beatty, Christopher Allen. But yeah, yep. no, he's uh, he's gonna be a fit. He's gonna come in. He's gonna play. Rashid Walker tackle from Penn State, go a little
1: bit against the grain here, taking a Penn State guy. But I think that his upper body strength, his grip strength, his power, ability to move guys off the line of scrimmage. I think that a lot of his traits fit what the Patriots will look for in tackles. I don't know if he quite has the ideal range for what we were looking for in terms of pass protection, but I think he's got a, at least a right tackle skill set for them. If not a left tackle skill set, and we had to get a tackle in here, right? We had to get somebody right. that could have had some developmental upside to play tackle in the long term, start a tackle. I think at the worst, uh, you get a guy that's a really good third tackle. At the best, you get a left tackle. In the middle is right tackle. So I, I think that that's yep. checks a box, and, and that's okay.
0: Yeah, I mean it's you you're not necessarily counting on him. Unlike those top 3 guys who are probably going to play and probably going to have to play. Yeah. You're not counting on Walker necessarily in 2022, which is fine. The idea is when Isaiah Win leaves next year, you have a guy you can slide into left tackle, can start week 1 and you don't have to go uh, you know, essentially with the year to develop him, you're using a top 100 pick on that position this year instead of a top 50 pick on him next year.
1: Right. Okay, so Josh Job, uh we both really like Josh Job. Physical Press man outside corner from Alabama. I think what I like so much about this double dip is that I think Job, despite some of his shortcomings, right? And, and he he does have some speed limitations. He's not fast. Uh, he does have, struggle a little bit down the field on vertical routes when he's not jamming guys at the line of scrimmage. But despite those deficiencies, if they have to hold off right. on playing Zion for a little bit, then I think Josh Job is somebody that can play right away.
0: So the one thing I'd ask you, how much of Josh Job did you watch from 2020? A little bit, because, yeah, his
1: 2020 tape is definitely better uh, so, than his 2021, well, for sure.
0: Specifically, you mentioned the speed. He played through a foot injury most of last year. That's true. And yes. I think that impacted it. So here's here's why Josh Job falls. Here's why he's not. Because at this time last year, we thought he was first-round pick. Here's why Josh Job falls. There's two reasons. Um, He, he had played on a foot injury last year, and as a result, he was inconsistent. He took a step back. I think that scared some teams off. He's also very scheme-specific. He's a press man corner. That's it. He's not going to do anything else. So there are certain teams that just won't take him. I don't think either of the, well, the scheme thing is not a concern for the Patriots. He's a scheme fit for them and the injury thing and the inconsistency in 2021. First off, they, they get a good read from Saban on him, which I think they would get. I know Saban likes him, And on top of that, and I, I mentioned this kind of when we took him, um, Ramondre Stevenson had a better 2020 than 2021. Ronnie Perkins yeah. hit a better 2020 than 2021. Cameron McGrone missed time in 2021, right? Like they, if they're, as long as their production's there and as long as it's not a constant three or four year backslide, they're okay with it. So I think they will value Josh Job higher than other NFL teams will. I could see, you talk about, you could see them taking Zion in the second. I could see them taking Josh Job in the third. I really right. could
1: yeah so yeah uh, I, I love the right, i love the sense. idea here because we got zion who's the high upside corner right. prospect right i think that zion has the athletics uh, athletic ability to be a, maybe even like a pro bowl corner if he develops right so right. that's the upside pick, But job is like the steady guy that they can just put out there right and that, i think that that's worth something uh, worth a lot especially when it's Jalen Mills and Malcolm Butler and Terrence Mitchell that you're staring at right now, right? So right. the fact that they can throw another guy in there, Josh Joe, that they can play as a rookie, I think that that goes a long way. All right, so then we traded yeah. back up uh, because we traded down and we traded back up uh, to grab Tyler Beatty uh, from Missouri. By the, way, by the way,
0: for the record, Patriots averaged 3.8 trades per draft. So we actually are under on the trades here. and everybody thinks I trade too much, but that means you think Bill Bell, and maybe you do think Bill trades too much, but Bill this is what they do. Tyler Beatty we both love him Alex uh, I'll let you take this one yeah a uh, really productive player 1900 all-purpose yards last year he's a running back but he can line up on the outside uh, you know play some or not on the outside but he can play some slot receiver good with the ball in his hands does not fumble very technically clean player he's not tiny he's not huge I actually don't remember exactly what his size is but He's yeah, he's bigger than um
1: he's five foot eight, one ninety-five,
0: two hundred, like something like maybe he's like one ninety-seven so or something. Short, like but that. he's got the base to pass block. He's not JJ Taylor, right? That's kind of my point. Yeah. So I just if he strikes me as a guy who can play James White's role. He comes from a program they took a guy from last year, which means they don't hate it. SEC yeah. player, we had oh no, we had taken an SEC player, we took Joe, but um yeah, I I think it might be a little late, but that's why we moved up to get him and he might be the guy. He, I could see him being guy they move up to get the the little things he does are the things that they care about a lot. Like the little things he does well. So yeah, really explosive are, are player. Fit.
1: Like he's got some yeah. speed, he's got some explosion, uh, he's got some ability to run both between the tackles and uh, as a receiver, move around the formation as a receiver, elusive after the catch. Uh, I think he's a really good all around back. I know a lot of people think that James Cook is probably the best do it all back in this draft. I think Tyler Beatty is like day three version, right? Like a little bit, yeah. you know, later on in the draft, they don't want to go James Cook in the top 100. I think he's a really solid choice there.
0: Yeah. Um, you want me to do a Zudu too? I know you really that haven't did, watched a ton of them. That's your guy. Yes. Yeah. Bigger, bigger left guard. Uh, I don't think he necessarily has week one potential. I think he has year one potential. Played a lot. Was a multi-year starter at UNC. Was a team captain at UNC. Just needs to round his game out. This is what they do. They take these guards in the sixth round, Michael and Wenu. They clean them up technically, right? They they take guys that have the body, have the athleticism. They clean them up technically, and they become starting caliber players. So uh, there's a couple guys in that draft that I think have that potential. Zudu is one of them. Made sense. That might be a little bit of a fall for him, but you never know with these interior linemen late in the draft. So Yeah.
1: Yep. All right. Uh, I, I mean, I, I remember in 2020, I didn't think Mike on would be there in the sixth round and look what
0: happened. So we you know, like, so I, everybody was in Heron, Heron, and not that Justin Heron's yeah. a bad player, but that was the guy everybody thought, Oh, Justin Heron, they might have something here. Oh, and I love right with. Yeah. I, I really loved it.
1: But I, I will admit that a uh, uh, Brandon Thorn, who we had on a few weeks ago was the first one to introduce me to on uh, before the draft. And he was the, he was the one that was really the, the, you know, The ringleader of that one. Um, Christopher Allen from Alabama, really injury riddled a career at Alabama. Otherwise, if he's healthy, stays on the field. Who knows? I mean, he could be a top 100 pick, you know, that kind of talent. Right. So, yeah, physical, well-made NFL ready frame. uh, Very, very good edge setter can play uh, the run and rush the passer. He's got a complete skill set if you can stay healthy. The reason why you're getting him all the way down here is because he's always hurt. So the Patriots take chances on these types of guys all the time. They take chances on these types of guys. And I think Christopher Allen could be another one of those. You get the thumbs up from Nick Saban. He stays on the field. You get lucky, stays on the field. I think that he's got some real strong side edge potential for the Patriots. I think he could start at that position if he's healthy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a risk. He, you don't know if he's going to barely play right. in college. But in the sixth round, this these are the kind of guys you're taking. And I don't think yes. it's the worst thing in the world. DJ Davidson. Uh, Arizona State. Got to get an Arizona State Sun yep. Devil in there. That's the thing now. 6'3", 327, uh, to quote Felgren, Matt is a fat kid. He's going to come in, play on first and second down, eat blocks, help him stop the run not going to do much beyond that. Doesn't not going to give you a ton of pass rusher. It's not going to, you know, move around and play end or anything, but they need, they need a guy to sit in the middle and eat blocks and DJ Davidson's going to do that. So, you know, this is Mark McCall, Noah Ellis, uh, Tito, uh, Agbanoa from, uh, uh, UCLA. Yeah. Who was the other one that we talked about from LSU? Um, Neil, there's a bunch of these guys throughout the draft. Yeah. Neil, Farrell. Neil Farrell, Davidson was the guy in the spot. So there you go.
1: Yeah, block eating nose tackle, really, really good draft for two gapping interior linemen slash nose tackles, Great whatever draft. you want to. Yeah. Uh, shades nose tackles, this is a really good draft for that. There's not th- those guys are kind of like you know they're a little like dinosaurs, they're a little like the thumping linebackers, right? You don't see them come out of as this is particular draft happens to just be awesome a- in that spot. Yeah. So I think the Patriots have to come away all right. They don't have to, I expect the Patriots to come away with one of those guys, whether it's Ellis or McCall or someone
0: like that. Right. I mean, there's too many of them not to, I personally want Marquand, but I didn't take any of them.
1: Yeah. Okay. And then uh, your special team are there at the end.
0: Yeah. Josh Ross kind of weird player. He played middle linebacker for Michigan. He was a multi-year team captain. I just want to pull up his number of, of uh, starts here, but He's going to fall in the draft. He played like downhill early down, you know, run stopping linebacker, that kind of role, but he's six foot two twenty seven, So he's not big enough to play that in the NFL. He is, he did run a four, seven, nine 40. So basically the idea is he knows how to get to the football. He's a good tackler. He's not big enough to play linebacker. What do you do with those guys? Special teams. They cover kicks. It's going to be a really good locker room presence, you know, leader, all of that the seventh round. Yeah, that's, that's that's the pick. That's kind of the guy you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, so
1: we're taking him mirror in the seventh round, which is great. And I know that
0: Patriots right. fans... I wouldn't take him any earlier than this. He's probably yeah. UDFA. But So this is from his yeah. of report here. The first line. Ross is an intangibles guy who offers terrific leadership, competitive fire, and will likely play special teams. That's, that's the whole thing. That's it. I understand a lot of Patriots fans roll their eyes at this special teams
1: thing. I get it.
0: Roll, but, keep rolling your eyes when they get four punts blocked again next year, like that. That's at what the I same
1: time, say. at the same time, they weren't good on special teams, like you just said last year. Secondly, to that, Brandon Bolden's no longer here. Yeah, I think you know Nate Ebner's. I think that was a loss. Like I think that ended up, they yeah. ended up feeling that Brandon they King. have Brandon King no longer here.
0: They Lenders. have to. Soon
1: replenish some of these guys, you know, they got to get some of these guys and you guys in the building. We don't know how much longer Slater is going to play. Exactly. So they got to get some more of these kick game guys in that they're going to prioritize that. I'm not saying yep. that they have to, but they are going to prioritize that at some point. It's not going to be early, but at some point they're going to care about that.
0: Yeah. No, well, so the other thing too, like you look at a guy like Josh, show a lot of these Alabama guys play special teams because the roster is just so loaded, it's the only way they can get on the yeah. field as freshmen, right? So Josh Job's probably going to play special teams as a rookie. So you have you have you have two guys there. You have Job, who's probably more of a gunner,
1: and yeah, I'm sure Zion McCollum could play special teams there. going to play
0: special teams. He's on the yeah. outside too, and jo, John Ross is going to be an interior special teams guy, kind of the Nate Ebner, Brandon King role. And and if Chris Allen's healthy, he's probably in that role too. So yeah. they did get some of those guys.
1: So. This is a good draft. If the Patriots had this draft next weekend, I think we'd all be pretty happy.
0: We'd all be I, happy. If they get Alave right there, I'm thrilled. But like, Yeah, we're all amped up for Alave. That would be this great. This would be pretty cool. I think, you know what? And and I'm not, like, we made the picks. Obviously, I like all the picks, but Alave, Chennault, McCollum, Beatty, like those four guys, those are those are guys like I look at where I, I love it. Like, if they walk away with a guy like that, that's the guy I'm going to be excited about for camp. That's a guy I'm really going to be. Hey, yeah. they, I think they really hit here. Not just, they took this guy. Like it can fall to two buckets. It's here's why they took this guy. I can see why they took this guy. And then there's, I'm very glad they took this guy. Right. Like yeah. those guys fall into that second category.
1: Yeah. Tyler Beatty and like mini camp and OTAs is, is going to be a, a treat to watch. Right. Like that guy is going to be a menace when the, before the pads go on and, and he'll be a good player with the pads on too. So I wouldn't worry about that, but Chris Olave at the top, Leo Chenal. We did pretty good here tonight. This is, I think, probably the, the one that will make the most people happy that we've had out of all the mock drafts that we've done. 5.0, I think, scratched the itch for Patriots fans here. I think we got we got what we needed out of this we got draft. We got one more, though, to get it perfect. One more next week. We are also, next week on Tuesday, we're going to do a first-round mock draft. So, 1 through 32. Uh, we'll do that on Tuesday. We will also do... We were not going to call it 6.0. We're going to call it the final Patriots mock draft. That will also be next week on Thursday. So Tuesday, get ready for the first round. I'm excited for that one. We've done a bunch of these already, right? We've done a bunch of the Patriots versions. Uh, One through 32, that's going to be a lot of fun too. Uh, so we'll have that on Tuesday for you guys. We'll obviously talk about the first 20 picks and how that sizes up for the Patriots at 21 as we go through it as well. So it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, maybe someday we'll do a mock draft without trades, but the Patriots aren't going to do any mock drafts without trades. So Here's the thing, if, that? if
0: I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Like that's, yeah. I feel like that's all the trade trades are half the draft. I feel like you're, you're kind of leaving it on the table. You're, you're leaving the house with one shoe. If you do a mock draft without trades, I know people hate how I do them, but the other cool thing about this, Evan, we've talked about this. These are the kind of exercises the Patriots are doing right now at Gillette. Yeah. And especially at this
1: point, right? Like this is right. They've all the homework is done now. Now it's just about what's going to happen
0: next week. They have somebody in the other room pretending to be GMs from various teams calling in and saying, would yeah. you do this? Or they're calling the other guy or whatever. Like, this is, what it, this is what it looks like. This is what it is. So I like the trades. It's fun. All right. I come from so a that, family of lawyers. I'm a negotiator.
1: <laughs> that was a lot of fun here tonight. Like I said, Tuesday, uh, first round 1 through 32 mock draft. Next Thursday morning uh, before the first round, We will do our final Patriots mock draft, and uh, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we're one week away. Now uh, we're, what, uh, basically at the point that maybe the Lions will be on the clock now.
0: Uh, Well, yeah, it's going to take – why is that showing up? You
1: know,
0: the people wanted a a Boston Sports Minute. I mean, why not, right? Yeah, that's from Sports Hub stuff earlier today, but – I love that picture. That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Look, the Celtics rule. There's your Boston Sports Minute. This team team is
1: rule. We don't have time for the uh, Boston Sports Minute tonight. We'll we'll do another one again soon, though, once all this draft stuff wraps up. But we'll see you guys next week on Tuesday uh, for that first-round mock draft. Thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight. We had a lot of fun doing this, and we appreciate it everybody for tuning in all the people in the chat we love all you guys thanks for coming in and leaving your comments and all those types of things and i will see you guys next week so signing off for alex barth i'm evan lazar thanks for watching everybody and have a good weekend